0: lightest word would harrow up my soul, freeze thy young blood. Here to investigate the disappearance of a young girl.
1: Where is Rowan Morrison?
0: If Rowan Morrison existed, we would know. I suspect murder. i have already. Told. In the name of God, woman! What kind of mother are you that can stand by and see your own child slaughtered? You are the fool, Mr.
1: Harry. despicable little liars. Morrison. If Rowan Morrison existed, we would know. I
0: suspect Manda.
1: She was back You are the fool, Mister. Where is Rowan Morrison? Oh my God! God! Hello.
0: Welcome to Movie Humpers. My name is Bob sham
1: Thank you. I'm Angela. Thank okay. me. You said welcome.
0: Ah. Uh, I was talking to listeners and viewers, not you.
1: Okay. Yeah, I just have to be here. Yeah, you do. (laughs) I love to be here.
0: You're not allowed to leave this room. (laughs) Uh so it's Halloween it's Halloween season. We're doing Halloween Humpfest every weekday. A horror drop. And this movie Um that we're talking about today, for the most part, kind of feels more like a mystery. Yes. Until you get to the end and then it becomes genuinely horrifying. And we're talking about uh a movie that I uh am very fond of. It is yeah. 1973's The Wicker Man directed by Robin Hardy starring Edward Woodward, Christopher Lee, yes, more Christopher Lee this week. <clears throat> and Britt Eklund, and several more. Britt Eklund plays the uh, the bar keep lady, the the hottie. The daughter. She apparently dated, um she was married to Peter Sellers for a few years okay. and Rod Stewart at some point. So yeah, the Wicker Man. We're uh, bookending this week with some Christopher Lee stuff. A very Catholic cop comes to Summer Isle yes. in uh, Scotland.
1: And Summer Isle is named after the Summer Isles. So there is a Lord Summer Isle. Yeah. And that is Christopher Lee, but we don't meet him until quite a ways into the movie because this uh policeman has come here in search of a missing girl
0: yeah he got a report that a girl is missing rowan so when he first arrives um he's with these old men and he's showing this picture around everyone's like i don't know her i don't see her
1: and they're saying things like she's not of this island if she was from here we would know her she does not exist here yeah. It's weird the way they say things.
0: They sent the most Catholic cop to this island. Oh yeah. Just extremely Catholic.
1: And what's funny is they're all like, "We don't know who that girl is." And then he says, "Well, her mother's name is May Morrison." And they go, "Oh, May, right, May." Um, no May. And then he asks again and they say, oh, right. She runs the post office. Yeah. and Which is weird because it looks like a candy store inside of her post office.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But
1: her name, it's like May Morrison on the building. Like the idea <laughs> that they might be like, we don't know a May" is so funny to me.
0: You, you understand why this guy is so pissed off. But also he's. I mean obviously we're dealing with a cult. We kind of get that right very away very
1: quickly and everyone is like you need to talk to Lord Summerall before we can do anything. You need to talk to Lord Summerall and he just keeps going, I don't have to talk to anybody because I'm the authority.
0: So everyone is being vague as hell. You might want to s- he probably should have called for a backup when he realized that like
1: immediately people
0: are not really being very forthright and things are strange. He, he goes he goes to the pub, and he's not getting any more answers there. But he needs a room, mm-hmm. and that lady there, played by Britt e- Eklund they're basically singing a song about how, like, we're all hooking up with the the barmaid.
1: Her ale it is lively and strong to the taste. It is brewed with discretion, never with haste. You can have all you like if you swear not to waste. The landlord's daughter. And he
0: goes outside, and there's people, like, fucking in the grass.
1: Just, like, feet from each other. Just, like, a group of people just paired up fucking. A woman naked crying by a tombstone. Yeah. There's some very... The imagery in this movie is amazing. This is another movie that you could just have playing in the background.
0: Yeah, of and, anything and, that you're doing, and I like the old uh, the the folk music style of music by yes. Paul Giovanni, and I love that. I, I actually like that kind of old world folky kind Absolutely. of stuff. I'm kind of into that kind of music. Me too. Um, Was upon a lama's night when corn rigs are bonny, ah, oh, the fields are bonny, uh-huh. right? Yeah, bonny means uh, nice looks got nice pretty i looked that up before we started recording yes because i didn't know and there's all kinds of symbology and weird things that aren't christian and of course this catholic cop he's right to be frustrated at the lack of information and the coyness and the getting run around but he's also extremely judgmental yeah. on the faith before he really understands what's going on with it he just knows that they are not catholic
1: it's weird the way he finds out more information about the girl because at first it's like everyone's denying and her mother even denies. She's like, I don't even have a daughter named Rowan. My daughter is in the other room and she's like a younger child. Mm. And even that daughter, he asked her where Rowan is and she's like, oh, she's running in the field. That's yeah. where hairs run. Yeah, because
0: she's a hare.
1: Yeah, it was very bizarre. And then... As he keeps going, he goes to the schoolhouse and all the children pretend like they don't know her. Because she's like, well, he, you keep he, saying, is he, she, he, is she alive? Where is she? But she, go, she is here. He
0: goes into her desk and finds an old roll call that has Rowan's right. name on it.
1: yes. You're liars.
0: You are despicable little liars.
1: Rowan Morrison is a schoolmate of yours, isn't she? And that is her desk, isn't it? Well, isn't it? I think you ought to know. And you are the
0: biggest liar of all.
1: But she's like, no, she does not exist here. And he's like, so she's dead. And she's like, that might be the word you use. So, like, they don't believe that people die. It's like they just um, cycle through. There's this other thing where they grow a tree out of every, they plant a tree on every dead body. And there's a song. I loved this because there was, like, this maypole scene with little boys. Yeah. Doing the maypole. And I I don't know the history of the maypole, but I when I've seen it, it's usually girls, but it was interesting. And they were singing a song about, um, like, the cycle of life. Like, this tree grows from the land and feeds the people, and the the man and the woman fuck, and then there's a child, and the child dies, and the tree grows. Like, it's like this whole cyclical, but yeah, everything yeah. is sexual. Yes. Everything is sexual. Th- they kind of
0: um, show reverence to phallic objects and stuff like that. And Definitely. they see these girls... W- Dancing naked in a circle. Young and, girls. And, and if you'll notice, they weren't actually technically naked. They weren't like body stockings. They did have
1: on body stockings. Which
0: led me to think like maybe they were young since they put them in body stockings. they why supposed
1: to be the same girls from the classroom. Because
0: why not just have like 20-year-old girls that can be naked and just say that they are, I yeah, guess. Yeah.
1: No, I did notice that, that they were wearing the body stockings, which I was glad once they made it obvious that that was the same girls from the classroom who are all about, like, 15, which is Rowan's age. Because the teacher, that was, like, another lesson. She was, like, teaching them. So she's they're teaching them, like, these pagan arts. And everything's very sexual. But it's also, like, I don't know. Weirdly, anytime we watch anything like this, I'm always, like, I could get
0: down. Yeah, it seems I fine. Get down with it. Well, the first night he stays there, the barmaid is played by Britt Eckler. Oh right. Does this like spell and she does this dance in her room. She's
1: like trying to seduce him, and she's
0: banging on the doors, and it's like to the beat of this song,
1: and she's singing
0: and basically trying to seduce him, and you get this feeling that he he's like sweating. He could just he be... He, like,
1: ends up against the door. It's like or wall, like...
0: Is it desire or is he being, like, spelled on, you know?
1: A lot of witchy stuff.
0: So the next morning she's straight up like, yeah, I was hollering for you. I and called he's, you last night. And he's like, uh, I'm engaged and I don't believe in sex before marriage. This is the first Catholic to ever actually follow all the rules.
1: And he's, like, a grown-ass man. Yeah. Like, in his 40s. Yeah. Seemingly. I mean... And yeah, has never has never.
0: He eventually makes his way to a grave that they say is Rowan's grave. But there's no marker. And there's a dried umbilical cord hanging off the tree there. Yeah,
1: that apparently was from her birth. Yeah. And I guess they keep stuff like that to then
0: Yeah. Hang on to it. You never know. Yeah. Or you could eat it.
1: Yeah.
0: And but they dig it up and he's like, okay, I gotta see and it's a hair and it's a it's a hair but they find that out they he actually digs that up after he finally gets to meet uh Lord Summerisle Oh
1: yeah there's also a bit where he goes to the register like for all the deaths and births should be recorded mm-hmm. and that woman straight up is like oh yeah I know who Rowan Morrison is Yeah Oh yeah I know her Oh yeah she's not here You know like it's very Oh yeah she's dead
0: and there's pictures. Weird. And at the pub, there's pictures of these girls showing all the the bounty, the fruit. This summer Isle we learned, was there's something about um, the way the the wind, the currents roll through around this island where you can plant certain fruits. Even though it's also noted that a lot of these fruits aren't native to the island, so yes. it, so it makes things kind of. Some years are better than others in terms of harvest and bounty.
1: Lord Summerisle's grandfather came there and did all this. They do kind of say at the end that the last season was the worst they've ever had. Everything is canned. He makes a big point of that, of like... Right. Everything that they're feeding him is canned. And he says something about how these beans are not naturally turquoise. <laughs> and the girl goes... Some natural things are very vivid in color Or something like that I don't know, everything is sex
0: Yeah, for sure But when we finally meet uh, Lord Summerisle As played by Christopher Lee I forgot that this is kind of what he looked like He's kind of got this That Austin Powers haircut Don't compare
1: him Okay, you're right Maybe I just didn't want to compare him Because
0: Austin (laughs) Powers is taking the styles of that time That's where he's out of time from
1: no, sure. But yeah, it was interesting to see Christopher Lee in this because we've been watching all these Dracula films with him and I didn't really know what he looked like before this. Or I like—I I didn't have a Christopher Lee image in my mind, right? you ever watch
0: those Lord of the Rings movies? Yeah. He's Saruman, the white. Oh. The villain with the long white hair. Uh, yeah. Did you watch the Star Wars prequels? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it was a long time ago, but he yeah. was... Count Dooku.
1: Okay. And he had
0: the curved, the lightsaber that was a curved handle.
1: For sure. I guess what I'm saying is like, before this last month, if you'd said to me, what does Christopher Lee look like, I wouldn't have been able to call that up in my mind. Mm. But now, he is Dracula. Yeah. So seeing him in this, he kind of seems like very jaunty and like, he's definitely very just- like...
0: Yeah, he, a Wavy little... baby
1: and hippy Kind of groovy. It was! Like
0: Austin Powers.
1: Okay. Lord okay. Summerisle,
0: where is Rowan Morrison? Sergeant Howie, I think that you are supposed to be the detective here. The cop, Howie, that's the cop's name. He needs permission to exhume the grave. From Summerisle. It seems like he could just do it anyway, but he's going through the procedure. Yeah. And Summerall's like, I don't fucking care. Mm-hmm. And that's when he goes back, digs up the grave, finds it's just a hare, a rabbit. I don't know the difference between a rabbit and a hare. I don't either. And then he comes back to Summerall and just throws the fucking hair, dead hair, at him. And he's like, what the fuck is going on here? And he's like I'm going to leave here tomorrow and I'm bringing more people back with me.
1: And why are you saying all this?
0: Yeah, you should just go. He is broadcasting too much. He's letting himself get too worked up. Yeah. He's not wrong. I mean, he's he's essentially been baited into investigating a missing person, so you're yeah. sympathetic and you want him to find this person, but he could not be a little more fucking wound up or uptight well, about the whole thing.
1: Picking at him In such a calm way That it's infuriating him more Like for example When he asks the teacher Where Rowan is buried um, And she says You know like Over there And he's like In the churchyard And she goes Well The land In which she is buried Is no longer attached To a Christian church Yeah So I don't know If you would call it A churchyard And that kind of thing Just makes his like Eyes pop out of his head You know He's like It's a fucking churchyard Like he's just So upset. And
0: apparently, this island abandoned Christianity some generations ago and replaced it with like, they went further back to the old world, to the paganism. He can't get off the island because obviously someone has sabotaged his fucking sea boat.
1: And it's May Day.
0: It is May Day. And, but also, he had found a dark room at some point and found the picture of Rowan that was missing from the pub where they, where they show the picture of the girls, whatever girl that year. With, with all the, the bounty, harvest. Yeah. and she's standing there, and there is no harvest. Everything is empty as hell.
1: And he basically, at that moment, he's like, "She's not dead. They're gonna sacrifice her in order to have a good harvest." He also goes to the library and proceeds to read out loud the history of the thing with this like old lady staring at him, like,
0: <laughs> "Yeah, what are you
1: talking about." But he's talking about how you know they're at the May Day celebration. It's like this old you know thing that was done back in the day. And there's um, different characters that are played. So there's this, like, hobby horse man, like a man half half horse. There's um, the – I can't remember what they called it, but it's, like, the leader. Like, whoever is sort of the captain or the leader or the of the group or the chief or whatever um, dresses up like a woman yeah. and dances around. And that's Lord Summerisle. And then there's also uh, Punch, which is like Punch and Judy. Like, he's like the – he's like a – the fool dastardly yeah he's yeah. like a trickster fool so
0: the fool is supposed to be played by the pub guy yeah and he knocks out the pub guy and takes his costume because he thinks he's going to be led to the sacrifice of rowan Mm-hmm. and the build-up to here is like really great
1: it is so good
0: because he's going through and he has to actually pretend and at first they're like come on fool you're sucking at this do it right And then he starts and he starts slapping women's asses and Mm -hmm. getting into it. They're like, use your bladder,
1: which is like this, like thing on a stick and
0: being mischievous. And then they do this thing where they, he's, he raids up on some of these rituals beforehand as you, the part where he's reading out loud. And there's a part where they're doing like, everyone's got a sword and they're holding like a pentagram of swords. Yeah. And they've got to come through in a line with the swords around their neck, right? Mm -hmm. And they lower the swords around their neck and then they lift it up. And you see this one woman step up and the swords go around her neck and she looks scared. Mm -hmm. And then the swords go up and then she walks away. So you're like, fuck, what makes them decide to do the swords? They
1: say it's it's a game of chance.
0: It's a game of chance. So a, a person in a costume rolls up, they put the swords around and then they pull the swords and cut the head off but the person's okay because it was just a prop on top of their head yeah so it's this moment where you think oh my god they just killed someone and it's like no and everyone's just giggling and laughing and then finally um lord summer isle dressed like a lady is like and now for our more dreadful sacrifice for those who command the fruits of the earth Mm and that's when howie is like okay and he runs up there in his he full just costume
1: immediately runs to her
0: and and uh, rowan is like sir help me help me and then they escape through the cave and she's like i know i know passages through here so they go through there like they're escaping rowan and howie and then they pop out from the other side and there's lord summer isle and several other people and
1: and rowan looks at him and goes
0: you did it right you did it beautifully dear little rowan
1: come on now. And then it's like, hey, guess what, dude? Yeah. This was all, we did every single thing that has happened and has been said to you has been planned. We Mm -hmm. on purpose brought you here.
0: He uh, he embodies everything that is perfect for a sacrifice, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and they think it's going to bring back their harvest.
1: Because they say, like, an animal is good, a child is better- but the right kind of man is best, or the right kind of adult is best. And so it's like a Christian, right? Mm, yeah. A virgin.
0: Yeah. A so
1: lawman. Like he, you have to come of your own volition. Yeah,
0: like a representative of power.
1: And he got there completely of his own volition, even into that moment. <laughs> the little old beetle goes round and round, always the same way, you see, until it ends up right up tight to the nail. Little
0: thing. <laughs> I would love to see the research in which they were like, okay, who are we going to pull here? Do they have Do they have connections? Know, did one
1: of them go in, to the mainland?
0: Do, do they have connections inside that police department? Because they literally, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of Catholic cops, but this do. dude is the most uptight Catholic cop you've ever seen in your life. But
1: for no one to ever interfere with them for no one to ever go to that island maybe they do have an agreement with someone there
0: interesting like they've got their web going on there
1: yeah to make sure that he's the one sent i mean obviously now he did say that the letter came to him Mm. asking for help it was an anonymous letter with a picture of her that said this girl's been missing for eight months yeah we think she we don't know what's going on but she's missing and everyone acting like she doesn't we need help
0: it's kind of interesting because it's just a war of faiths here. You got old paganism and then and then Christianity, which is very old, but not as old as that in that region. Mm-hmm. But from the perspective of Howie, as deeply Catholic as he is, he's also trying to assert scientific and biological reason as to why their crops are not growing. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, a lot of those fruits and stuff are not native to the island, but there is something about the environment there and the way the wind, the the warm currents or whatever.
1: So he does say that, but then when they're basically like, we're going to sacrifice you, he starts yelling about how um, your crops didn't grow because you don't believe in God. God yeah. didn't let your crops grow.
0: And in that sense, in his desperation, it becomes like they're both using their faith as something desperate, right? Mm-hmm. And... Do you believe that Lord Samarao really believed that that sacrifice would work?
1: I believe that I don't know because he says something early on. I actually wanted to talk about this. He he says something early on about how, you know, his grandfather came there and the whole thing was the island was poor and everyone was unhappy and they were like a Christian island and they couldn't grow shit. And the grandfather came there and did experiments, figured out what could grow there made and and you know said to the people like you're unhappy what do you what do you want and they kind of went to like their old ways like the old ways of the island right and that's when they started bringing up these like old gods and this new religion and then lord somerset said summer summer isle said that what his grandfather built out of science science his father continued out of love yeah and so i think if anyone doesn't believe it's him, and I think everyone else completely does, and whether he's doing it for morale or he really believes it, he believes it's important to happen, it, right? Yeah. Like, he may not think that it's directly going to make the crops okay, but he knows it's going to sustain the people. Yeah. Which is more important. And they haven't done this before. I I don't believe, I don't they said something at one point, like all those pictures, there was bounty. Like, I don't think their crops have failed in a very long time. Mm. I don't, I don't believe that they have sacrificed people in this way, but I believe that they think it is normal and, and, and should be done. Yeah. Like maybe they've always talked about it. You know, no Just one bats an eye. Yeah. And, and I do believe they've sacrificed animals.
0: There's one point where, I think they talk about putting, like, some kind of spell on him and how he wakes up and there's a hand, like like a candle with wicks coming out.
1: Yes. And that was
0: probably, like, a real hand, right?
1: I think so. So, they... What it was was he said he wanted to go lay down before the May Day thing and now that we know that it's all a plan, I mean, they were talking very close to him. They knew that he wasn't asleep, I think. I think they wanted him to hear all of this. So basically, uh, the girl and her father at the inn, um, she's saying like, oh, I don't want to give this to him because it could knock him out for who knows how long. And the dad's like, well, that's good. We want him to miss everything today. And who cares if he sleeps a couple days? Like they said, we have to get him out of here kind of deal. And so then like, yeah, he pretends he's asleep so that they can do their thing. They light something and he wakes up and yeah, it's this hand and all the tips of the fingers are on fire. And I don't know, maybe it was a real hand. It could have definitely been the hand of an already dead person. I don't think they like killed somebody to make this hand.
0: Yeah. Or cut off someone's hand. Now this cult seems fine with me I mean, everyone's, like, cool with go busting off on each other in the grass. Sure. Seems to be sexually open. No complaints there. Yeah. But, you know, sacrifice, even, like, animal sacrifice, which is probably something that they I think done. is
1: maybe what they normally do.
0: But animal sacrifice. I don't know. They don't really say. Animal sacrifice is biblical as well. i mean, You go back into the Old Testament, there's... They're sacrificing animals left and right.
1: Yeah, but they were doing that pre-biblical. Like that was that was actually, I think, something that I think that's why like they did away with that in the New Testament because <clears throat> that's kind of like the old way. Yeah, yeah, That people were still hanging on to. Yeah,
0: it's not like contemporary. I mean, God
1: was still angry. It's
0: not like contemporary Jewish people are doing animal sacrifices. I don't know much about the Orthodox Judaism phase, I, but
1: I doubt it's happening these days.
0: So they stick him into the wicker man, this giant uh, thing. They and put him
1: different cages with different animals in it too. Mighty
0: God of the Sun, bountiful Goddess of our orchards, accept our sacrifice and make our blossoms fruit. Mighty God of the Sun. The Hear ye the words and of the, make the Lord! And make Awake, ye heathens, and howl! It is the Lord who hath laid waste your orchards. It is he who hath Reverence the bear. sacrifice. And they're singing this song, and they're they're swaying back and forth, and they're having a, a, They look like they're so happy to be doing this. So- he's just begging and praying to god and praying that he makes them see the light and that god preserves him and makes it painless and
1: and please take him to heaven
0: please take him to heaven to paradise and you know they they set all this up but what if he fucked the barmaid
1: i know you know i actually think that i think it was a test I think they needed to make sure he was the right person. And if he had fucked the barmaid, then he wasn't the right guy. But if he was, like, so virtuous, they, on purpose, probably said to her, like, seduce him.
0: If it takes that long to set that up, like, don't fuck Howie, even if he's going to give it to you.
1: If he had fucked her, he's not the right person and it wouldn't have worked in their thinking. Like, but by the you time you set him. but
0: by the time you set up the next Virgin Cop, it's going to be spring again.
1: Yeah, but I guess like would they just maybe have to find someone else, skip a year, I don't know. But but the way their religion goes, I believe it was a test, which is also sort of like biblical, you know, like this whole like are you really as holy whatever as you say that you are? And the fact that he denied this woman who everybody wants to fuck and most people have it seems like mm-hmm. then he's perfect yeah because what if they were like we got to make sure because if he wasn't really and he just like proclaimed to be a virgin and proclaimed to be virtuous he'd have fucked her in a second because she's hot as shit
0: he didn't fuck Britt Eklund.
1: come on
0: he we're definitely burning him alive hell yeah he, Idiot. he's also asking lord summer isle is there like Revealing everything to him is like, what are you going to do if uh, if this doesn't work? And he's like, well, we'll go back and try someone else. And he's like, what does that mean if it doesn't work with me? And that you go to the next one. What does that mean? Like, he's trying to be like, you pretty much will just murder someone. Well, and
1: he basically starts yelling that, like, if this doesn't work and your crops fail again, you're going to have to kill Lord Summer Isle. It's like he's trying to, like, scare him into being like, oh, no, don't kill me next time.
0: And Summer Isle's like, well, if we don't take the unwilling you now, we'll do the willing king next time. But he also
1: says it's going to work. Yeah. He's like, it's going to work. If it doesn't, we'll figure it out, but it's going to work.
0: So, yes. I want to
1: know if it did.
0: The scene's taking its time. They're dancing around. The flames are rising. And it's really horrifying because the most horrifying part is that you can hear the animals screaming yeah. around him as he's praying, yeah. as the flames rise up and up. And then it just is a scene that just takes its time. And like I said, this movie seemed more like a. A mystery, and then you get to this part, and it's genuinely one of the most terrifying scenes we'll probably see all month long. Yeah, and we're uh, much scarier than the bees scene in the Nick Cage version. Oh no! no not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! Oh, my eyes! My eyes! Ah! Ah! <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah uh
0: the wicker man
1: i remember that version i don't think i'd seen this before.
0: they knock him out with the bees and i then, remember and then the bees i remember they, the nick cage they use version. bees to knock him out and that's how he goes into the wicker man i think i do
1: want to watch it again I just because yeah. I'm, Look, I'm curious about comparison i'll
0: respect to the king nick cage
1: we do love nick cage the
0: crown print like the man deserves a humpy award all on his own but Just yeah, being that movie is also infamously bad. And for so, sure.
1: I mean, and this one is so good. I mean,
0: when you know this one exists, I think the thing that makes that Wicker Man remake feel so bad is when you know that this movie exists and it's awesome. Yeah.
1: And why did they even need to? And also, why didn't Nick Cage play Lord Summerisle? Because yeah. that, makes, that would make sense in my mind. He like, would have been like, such Cage a better Lord Summerisle. And I didn't already know that he was the Howie character, I would just straight up assume he was Lord Summer Isle.
0: Yeah, oh, that would have been great. Yeah. Or whoever that person was. did they yeah. even have a Lord Summer I don't, I don't know. I don't even I don't remember. Know.
1: I just remember the bees. <laughs> That's all I remember.
0: I feel like the two thousands and the twenty tens are just remakes that no one ever asks for, you know? It's this just is true. Loads there's of
1: there's so many.
0: Like I went I actually made a list for our movie Roulettes. Yeah. That were of remakes and you're you're stunned at how many remakes that they made of movies that people love but no one talked about these fucking remakes. And also remakes.
1: they weren't even that old to be being remade. Like like there was a remake of Flatliners.
0: Yeah, that which, was fairly recent too.
1: From our childhood, that was the scariest movie I think I had seen when I was a kid because I wasn't allowed to watch a bunch of scary movies, but Um, Julia Roberts was in that movie. So somehow that was okay for us to watch in my house.
0: And Cuefer Sutherland. Cuefer
1: Sutherland. To me, that was (laughs) one of the scare. I did say it. That was one of the scariest movies ever Mm. because it was the scariest one I had seen. But like that idea of like when you die, like your hell is like your own personal hell. It's fucking scary. Yeah. But did we need a remake of that 15 years later? Fuck no. I
0: honestly as much as you that did leave an impression on you in your childhood. Yeah. I won't honestly say that Flatliners was some like culturally cornerstone movie in the whole Zeitgeist. Yeah, I guess like film. I have a I have a it's a just, weird
1: view on rem- that movie. I I
0: remember it but like yeah, I think you have weird attachments to certain movies but yeah. like if you think about everything else growing up it wasn't like people were just talking about flatliners all the time.
1: But, but okay. More to the point. Why remake it? Exactly. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it. Go back and Rider Strike some more. <laughs> tell, them, tell them to stop fucking making these shitty ass remakes. No more remakes. remakes. Right? So, uh, we're going to rate this movie. You're going to give it one through five. I'm going to give it one through five combined for best out of 10. I love this movie. I do too. I fucking love this movie. Mm-hmm. And it feels like it just feels like the precursor to a lot of other movies we've come to see over the years, Absolutely. like
1: and movies we love,
0: like your your midsummers and stuff like that, yes. like every like cult thing. Christopher Lee is fucking great in it. Brilliant. E- Edward Woodward is such a like a, a an excellent like uptight as fuck like a little Catholic cop.
1: Every little every single character in this movie is so interesting. Every single little old man that you don't even really know his name. Like, they're all so individual. I don't know. I just love every second of this movie. And it's the, a gorgeous movie.
0: And all the tension and, like, the anger. And, like, you you kind of get that front. You feel that frustration along with him. And yet you're you're wishing he would maybe approach things a little different. Because it just seems like they made a mark out of this guy. And he could not have made it more easy for well, them. Well,
1: and... and- they off they so many times like directly compare the Christian religion with their pagan religion, mm-hmm. and he cannot see how how they're both ridiculous. Like the woman, like at the roots of it, like like the teacher at one point says, "Well, the children find it much easier to understand reincarnation than resurrection." Yeah, you know, like there's this whole idea of like you think you think someone came back to life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We just think that people go back into the earth and the environment and. Honestly, that does make more sense. I don't believe in it, but, like...
0: And I, I, all I'm saying is just stop the ritual sacrifice.
1: Yeah, no, you don't I, kill anybody. And I'll, and
0: I'll hang in your cult. Yeah. Just do some metaphorical sacrifice.
1: I would also go live in the Midsummer cult.
0: Mm, I'm a dude. I'm not, I'm not living in that cult. They'll, <laughs> they'll put my ass in a bear suit.
1: Not if you're cool. Fuck
0: that. You gotta be cool. Being cool has got nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> the too risky. So what do you what do you give this? What do you give this uh 5. 5. Oh man.
1: For everything that you just said, I'm giving it a 5. It's influential, it's beautiful. I what, wouldn't change a thing about it.
0: What would you change? Truly. Not nothing. What would you change? I'm pretty much going to give it a 5 as well. I I, I do this love movie. this movie. It's
1: so good. Also,
0: I'll I'll update it on our little thing, like it doesn't matter, but I've decided that if something breaches the, the threshold of S tier, it doesn't need a score beside it. It's just an okay. S tier movie. So once something breaches that 9.5, the, the idea that it's 9.75, 9.5, or 10, like it's meaningless. Once you hit S tier, you're just S tier. So The Wicker Man by Robin Hardy is S tier. And Robin Hardy, he, he, he did not make many movies. This is... Definitely his most critically acclaimed, well-regarded movie. He made another movie about, like, a serial killer. Another movie that that has, like, a cult angle to it. I think he kind of shoehorned himself a little bit mm. from the influence of The Wicker Man because it was so, it became so iconic. And he made a, a sequel, I think, in the 21st century called The Wicker Tree. It was supposed to be a spiritual sequel. Oh, okay. But... It doesn't, I I don't think he ever caught that magic the same way. And apparently he wrote some book that was supposed to be kind of like a sequel to The Wicker Man. Even though The Wicker Man is based on some works that some other author wrote. And, And the movie is written by Anthony Schaefer. Robin Hardy, interesting guy. It seemed like he... Made one thing that was absolutely fucking amazing, and then
1: he was chasing that for the rest of it. Yeah. Oh man, that's yeah. actually kind of sad.
0: A little bit, yeah. a little bit, yeah. But but on, but you can't take away what he did make here, and he did make an S tier fucking movie. I'm gonna delete these scores. It's just going down the list. Don't even think of them. Like this one is better than all of these.
1: I was gonna say, should we reorder them or no? Just no. Put them in alphabetical order. But
0: check the show notes for links and other places to find us. Are uh, Do you love the original Wicker Man as much as we do? It is probably going to be our highest rated movie this month.
1: Yeah, I think so. And I
0: do. I love this movie very much. It's a lot of fun and uh, fucked up in like the best ways. And um, yeah, like and subscribe. Leave a comment. Tell us what's up. Our Near Dark review, a little controversial. People love that movie. But look, we take our vampires real seriously we do
1: we're
0: not we're not into the modern romantic vampires but we are kind of into the classic romantic vampires yes let's get out of here
1: okay death to all (laughs) traitors